Hey, 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 everybody. So um, I'm just sitting here with my sisters. Um, one of my roommate, her name is Genevieve and um, uh, a really good friend of mine named Brittany. And my name is Olivia Washington, Olivia Yvonne on Facebook. And I'm basically uh, we're basically just talking about this deep subject of money in the body of Christ, business in the body of Christ redemptive giftings, um, things that uh, we don't often talk about and flesh out. We don't often talk about and flesh out, you know, and really get into the nitty gritty of things that are kind of important for us to understand. Sometimes we look at other people's gifts and we think, oh, you know what I'm saying? That person is uh, not emotional enough for me. Or we think of other people, another gift and we'll say, oh, that person is too emotional. You know what I mean? But God gave us each other for a reason. And so part of the conversation that we're having, we're talking about kind of started off with, you know, um, a big business corporation and how they do business. And, um, how it doesn't feel right just because, you know, the body uh, of believers should be less uh, focused on money and focused on consumerism. Um, but it doesn't seem to be that way when the business really hits the world. We, since we tend to adopt the same principles that the world adopts. But I think that we often forget that the world got their business principles actually from God. God was the original person of teaching how money is supposed to flow. And I've heard money talked about as currency um, and currency is a flow. There's almost an energy to money, you know, um, and if you ain't got no money, that energy continues, you know, you the energy of not having no money. And it's a bad feeling, you know, and then the, when you do have money, and you know how to get money. There's another energy that comes with that. And so we've just been talking about these things. We've just been kind of talking about different topics. Um, I hope that, you know, you enjoy the conversation because it's been a really good, fun conversation, hasn't it, Jen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been a good, fun, challenging conversation um, to really just kind of um, develop ideas and to break down things that we don't that we see in the body of Christ, that we see in the world. What place do certain things have in the body and what what things don't really have a place in the body and among Christians? You know, so we talk about all of these different things. And um, so it just really turned into uh, a nice little conversation. I always say, you know what? I'm going to record my conversations because our conversations get so good. <laughs> and I always say that I always do. And I never do because I'm always just in the moment and I don't really care too much about what's going on beyond the conversation. But um, hopefully that you enjoy this this conversation, you enjoy the principles that we talk about, uh, the things that we understand to be true. Um, my sound quality may or may not be amazing. I don't have mics right now, but I wanted to get started somewhere and hopefully you can hear everybody as we speak and as we talk about the things that uh, that are on our hearts that we are passionate about. Because what you're going to find is that we do have a lot of passion about the things that we're talking about. <laughs> we are passionate individuals <laughs> and it's fun. And uh, but I love the ladies that I'm with right now because Brett, Brittany and Genevieve are extremely uh just kind of going along going with the flow i put out my phone to start recording and it was just like oh okay <laughs> because it's just a good conversation
conversation. And I always wonder why I don't share these conversations with the world and share these conversations with people. Um, And it's just because I value people and I don't want people to think that I'm using them, if that makes sense. But um, I hope that this does uh, uh, eventually become something that uh, that we do on the regular, because um, I think that a lot of people will benefit from these ideas being broken down and be helped. So, yeah. So that's my introduction. <laughs> um, Brittany, do, do y'all want to introduce yourselves or? <laughs> You or no. Know I don't like talking about myself. I mean, <laughs> I know, but you know. What, you, what, what kind of uh, introduction? I mean, just a, uh, uh, let's just say, what do you, uh, well, who you are, you're number one, mm-hmm. and number two, maybe your history in the body of Christ, that type of thing, and also, what's your passion in the body? What are the things, the, the, uh, the issues that interest you the most these days? The things that would make you stop and go, huh, let me get in that discussion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. Well, I'm Brittany. Um, I've been working in ministry since I was a teenager alongside my family. Uh, we have a ministry, a traveling ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're building more of an online presence where we're just building YouTube, social media, things like that. Um, I've always helped out in the media department. Um, that's definitely one of the areas God definitely uses me in where I, uh, through camera, through video editing, reach people. And that's definitely a passion of mine. I want to uh, make more Christ-centered, thought-provoking films we and different things like, like that. that. And so um, <laughs> social justice is one, is one thing that um, makes me go, hmm, mm-hmm. in the world today is because, especially when it's in the church, because of the disunity. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Yes. If we're supposed to be on one accord as uh-huh. one in Christ, uh-huh. I don't like the disunity. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not really more so one-sided type of thing when it comes to certain things like that. I just want the equality so we can flow in mm-hmm. love. Yes. yes. And that's one. And that's one thing. Yeah. Um, money has become a different thing. I um, mean, that I'm met, I'm more so into is because I know how, like certain things with the prosperity gospel and how a lot of people do not care for the prosperity gospel but at the same time how the prosperity gospel has gotten out of hand yes. in some areas mm-hmm. and how overall as believers in the kingdom we do need to function well with money mm-hmm. and we do need to um, prosper in that area and um, and just be wealthy yeah. because if we keep letting the kingdom of darkness and the devil have all the money they're going to have the most influence mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. we have to keep the kingdom influence pushing and but we need money for that amen and a lot of times people are not going to respect you unless they see that you're rich or doing something mm-hmm. yeah. and so um that and putting a message out there out there that people need to be born again mm-hmm. how what can we do what type of method i'm not a methodist but what other different methods can what we methodology can we <laughs> exactly <laughs> so other different things we can reach the world to uh show them that to illuminate them that they are fallen their mm-hmm. fallen nature and that they need christ yeah and so those are kind of like big things that's on my mind right now mm-hmm. okay when it comes to the okay yeah. 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 That was, she, she was prepared y'all she was prepared <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if i'm prepared but all right so uh i'm genevieve i grew up catholic um and so i had a very different upbringing and mindset and then um uh after a period of wandering from the church entirely uh came back to word of faith and now um 
really without a title per se. I've done uh, my whole time in any area of church has always been focused around serving, um, especially when it comes to um, prayer um, and outreach, whether it be, you know, halfway houses, homeless outreach or street evangelism. Um, And my heart really is to, for those who feel abandoned and left behind and lost, like I love the church hurt. I love the people who feel like society and the church have abandoned them. Those are, that's my heart. And so my heart is really to, to, uh, my passion is for meeting practical needs to reach, to, to get to the point of reaching the spiritual discussions. And so using basic gifts and talents and, and, and provision to reach people and show the love of God in a very practical way that they can receive um, and being the hands and feet. Another strong passion of mine is sound doctrine and discipleship, um, including touching topics that are very taboo within the church, like um, women in ministry and sexuality and, and all of this kind of stuff, whether it be talking and really addressing, you know, um, a person's sexuality or talking about sex within the church and mm-hmm. how it actually is good within the bounds. I like to of... talk about sex in the church. It is good within the bounds that God has set forth. And, and the church has done a great job of perverting it so that those who are married aren't having sex and because they, they grew up with this mindset that sex is evil and dirty. And then those who aren't married are having sex because they've decided to disregard what the church is saying because they know it's not dirty and, and evil. Yeah. And so we've got everything backwards and just really addressing that and then also just dealing with the sins that so easily beset us and and then the weights that weigh us down like those things are really important to me because a lot of people are stuck in bondage that they don't understand a way out of and so like those those are all things that really make me very passionate and I think that also kind of ties into discipleship and really teaching the truth of the word and getting back to basics and and just truly building people up and helping people to live in their identity Mm -hmm. instead of striving to reach an identity yeah that's good okay that's so good it's my roommate y'all that's my roommate (laughs) Brittany is my sister (laughs) um so Genevieve is my roommate um uh, and we moved from Detroit together and God could not have put two roommates together better. Yeah. I think that we really balance each other out. Yes. Um, and I think that um, she has a lot of the same passions that I have. We don't we don't we don't find ourselves butting our heads on nothing, really. Like we might have different opinions, but we're both really OK yeah. with the other person differing in opinion. We really enjoy that aspect of each other because we both think we are both thinkers and we appreciate people who think. So and I think that's cool. And then Brittany here is uh, really has been almost a sister from the jump. As soon as I met her, like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is my sister right here." <laughs> not, not like you say in the church, "Oh, this is sister so and so," and that's happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> she is adopted. I even fell at home with her family. I went over there, kicked it with her family. I was like, "Oh, this is family. Oh, this the fam, bam, right here." <laughs> but, um, but she's very. She won't, you know, she won't talk about herself a whole lot. But she's she quiet, very quiet. But very uh knowledgeable mm-hmm. wise paying attention she got a good head on her shoulders and somebody need to wife this woman because <laughs> <laughs> people out here playing ball headed game mm-hmm. with the women in the church okay yeah. 
Like I'm trying to tell you, people sleeping on the the women who really follow after God. Yeah. People are really sleeping on women who follow after God uh, and really love God and not religion. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. really love God, not re- not tradition. Um, following God wholeheartedly to find who He is because it's just a different quality of woman. Like it is a whole different quality of woman. The Bible says that. Um, about the woman who fears the Lord, she's no, she should be praised. Yeah. You know, we praising a lot of things out here in the world on social media. So right. much, so much gets praised. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a woman that fears the Lord, people don't praise that. You know what I'm saying? But um, a wise person will. You know, a wise man will. You know. So, but anyway. <laughs> That's my spiel. But I'm Olivia, and um, I'm Olivia Yvonne. I'm, I'm trying to get this podcast started up just because I think that I have such a rich group of people in my life who are knowledgeable, educated, driven, kingdom-oriented, love God, <laughs> um, but also can see the shift that's taking place in the church on today where uh, how it was done in the old days ain't working for today. You know, it's not working. God's word never changes. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, God never changes. You know what I mean? But sometimes our perception of him has to in order for us to really, truly understand him. And I think that I'm surrounded by a group of people who really understand that, who really uh, are seeking after Christ. And I think people who I think really could kick it with Jesus, how he really is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, when I, um, that's, I think I, that goes back to my passion. I think I didn't answer that yet, but I have a long history in the church. I came out the womb speaking in tongues. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was that holy roller baby laying hands on people. I was two years old laying hands. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I was two years old laying hands on people, letting them know, you know what I'm saying? Quote scripture, all types of stuff, whatever. But uh, I grew up very disillusioned by the church because I didn't see the same Jesus that I knew and loved mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. And I think that that, that is a tragedy. And I think that what people don't understand is, I mean, I, I, I've had to understand where I'm from. Um, I was introduced to Jesus at a very young age. And when you're a little kid, you see Jesus as he is, not as he's supposed to be, you know, and that image kind of sticks with you. So when you see people creating a different Jesus than who he really is. It really, really does something to you. It does something to your spirit, especially if you love the body, because if you love Jesus, you should also love the body because he died to give his life for the body. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not okay with people using their titles and using their gifts to uh, to distort the image of Jesus Mm -hmm. and to also manipulate the body into doing their way and their will instead of, you know, the will of God, you know, and um, I think that. Jesus will go into a lot of churches and flip some tables. I think that mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus will go in there and want to have nothing to do with most of the people who are actually oh, in yeah. power. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably have nothing to do. I'm like, I pick, I basically can pick my friends based off the people I know Jesus can kick it with. You know what I'm saying? Like people who are in my bosom are the people I know Jesus can come in. We can have these conversations and Jesus will be like, blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> Jesus, what's blessed us people? Nah, I didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? 
say blessed are the peacekeepers. I said, blessed are the peace makers, which means you might have to flip some tables in, to get, in order to get some peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the actual Jesus. So that is my passion is to um, use language to pick apart the ideology that we have about church mm-hmm. to pick apart. I'm a challenger. I think Jen, I think Jen knows. I think I've noticed. <laughs> She's my roommate. And she has not gotten upset with me yet. And I am so like God has gifted me because my whole family hated the fact that I would challenge everything. You know what I'm saying? And it got to the point where I started being a little bit distorted within myself and I stopped challenging people so much because like, you get tired of being misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? But lately I'm like, God is going to give me that back and he's giving me that back. But I enjoy challenging the accepted ideas in the body that are not biblical. I enjoy challenging the cultural tendencies that we have that have nothing to do with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a church culture and it's not a Jesus culture. You know what I'm saying? We hear, you know, um, the bands called Jesus culture and Mm -hmm. movements called Jesus culture and all that stuff, whatever. And it sounds like just a hippie version of everything. But really, we should like pull ourselves out and understand what we've been walking in. To understand, is that actually walking with Jesus or is that walking in the accepted version of Christianity mm-hmm. that we've been presented with from a young age? Like, it's worth it to sit down and actually talk about that type of stuff. So I love it. I like talking to people who are okay with being challenged. <laughs> I haven't met a whole lot of people who are actually okay with being challenged. Um I have a hard time talking with to people who have doctorates and you know what I'm saying? Have a lot of you wanna like a lot of unchallenged education. Um and lots of history and being in leadership in the church, but no Jesus sensitivity. Like you are not sensitive to when Jesus leaves the room. Like I am, I struggle with that. Like I sit there, I will look at you sideways. Like you don't know, you don't even know Jesus ain't even here no more, do you? Like mm-hmm. you don't even know. <laughs> you know, I struggle with that, and um, I struggle with making them feel like I'm just trying to challenge their whole life and make them feel like they're nothing. But I'm really not trying to tear them apart. I'm trying to tear down the importance of things over Jesus. Like, is your education more important or is what Jesus says more important? You know what I'm saying? And we think, oh, this is just how the world works, though. Right. But that's not how it should be. You know, so that's my passion. I think that I explained that. Yeah. Well, like, (laughs) like, I think I think that's my passion. I don't know what box that fits in, because once upon a time, I thought I was supposed to be a preaching lawyer. Like, I thought I was supposed to go into law school because I debate. And I can talk. I thought I was going to lost, but I can't. I can't handle the the bud doggedness yeah. and often the unscrupulousness. I think we talked about that's in that industry. That in order for you to be successful in that industry, you also have to assimilate to that. Um, because that's not my. That wouldn't be my heart. I thought I was supposed to be a politician because I can speak well, right? But I can't deal with that either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't care what you think. <laughs> I don't want to be a politician because while I can be, I can, uh, I can like present things in the 
a democratic way. I can't. I have a, a, a way of knowing that I can do that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't really care what the multitudes think. I think what's going to I care about what's going to be good for the multitudes. And that's what God thinks, you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mix well with politics. A lot of the time you have you really have to walk a thin line. If God calls you to politics and, and you know what I'm saying, you got to be able to go where the Holy Spirit leads you. You got to be able to play it, uh, play according to the rules. But you also have to be able to get God's agenda in there somehow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and be able to really. Um, break it down what that what that really means what that looks like and, and it's a simpler term so people can understand the practical side of things too because I think sometimes in the church we often have no idea we don't we often have no idea how to have the practicality of things in order to bring God's purposes to pass as well you know what I mean mm-hmm. like always God wanted to bring us huh always over spiritualizing yeah over spiritualizing Smart and, exactly. and learn instead of making sure that it get done right. Exactly, <laughs> that's very true. Exactly, and um, so, uh, so I was talking about how my redemptive gift is um, my redemptive gift is mercy. I think with a strong giver behind it. <laughs> I don't know how those two mix, but Jesus can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and Genevieve, you are a servant. Serving. Strong servant. And then a, a, a bit of an exhorter as well. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, strong servant with exhorter mixed in. Yeah, okay. Well, what would you say yours? Do you know what the redemptive gifts are? Um, break them down for me. Okay, so... um, You have mercy, you have giving, you have exhortation, you have hospitality, which is something you mentioned yourself. Yes, hospitality. Um, is that servant? That That is, no. Hospitality and servant are actually different. Okay. They're similar, but they're different. Just like a servant and a giver have certain qualities right. that are alike, but they're not. Because I, I learned them all with different terms, and I think yeah. everybody ter- teaches it with different terms yeah. and stuff. So, um, because I was taught that there are seven redemptive gifts. Right. So, what are the seven that you know? So the one, because we can figure out how they how they match up yeah. the terms that you got, the terms I got. I'm like, wait, 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 who's there? Who's that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like um, the mercy gift. The exhorter, yeah. um, the teacher, yeah. the prophet, the ruler. The ruler would be administration. The prophet. The though. ruler would be, yeah, the gift of administration, um, leadership. Yes. The gift of leadership. administration, yeah, leadership. Um, the prophet is, is a prophetic wiring. Okay. Not necessarily. The office. But not the, the office, yes, but the prophetic wiring of okay. passion, the passion that a prophet has. Um, um, my, um, Pastor Tasha, she really breaks it down to, uh, so that we can understand, um, how profit differs from servant and all that stuff, whatever. Um, but I, 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 I was enlightened. <laughs> I was really enlightened. So there was the profit and, you know, um, they're real big on black and white, right and wrong. It is what it is in the name with the name, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I said teacher, right? Yep. Um, then, uh, I give her. Um, yeah, you mentioned that too. Then there's another one. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. I really, one. I really think hospitality is the one you're missing. It's the because it's pulled if you out say of, servant, I think, I think it's pulled out of Romans, but I'm not sure. Mm. But okay, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, because she just put so different gift, terminology on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so like hospi- hospitality is that gift of 
welcoming people, making them feel at home, making them feel like they're part of the family, not really caring what your house looks like, but just letting people in no matter what. Um, and, and really like it's so it's almost that ability to make people feel like family. Immediately. It sounds like a mixture of exhorter and servant. Kind of. It sounds, that's what it sounds like. I know if anything, it would, I would definitely say hospitality because I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even when I didn't know I was uh, uh, to be hospitable. Uh huh. Right. Growing up in uh yeah. Being a part of ministry. To invite people teenage, in as a teenager, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I also feel like uh, with hospitality, it can tie in very well to discipleship yeah. uh-huh. because when you are bringing people in and making them feel Ooh, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. They um are more open to wanting to hear what you believe, wanting to you know see yeah. how you yeah. live your life. Yeah. And um, I definitely would say that, or maybe an exhorter, because mm-hmm. I do like to uplift people. People. And I do like to um be a counselor. I like hearing people. Uh huh. Always talk like, to people. Yeah. And like no matter what, they might think that oh, am I getting on your nerves by telling you this? I'm like not even. She is you know so good I mean? with that. Like. I'll go, I'll go and talk to her and not be any, any type of prepared to talk about my feelings at all. I'm just going to go chill. And she'd be like, so how did you feel about that? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely like to hear that with people because it's like, I think a lot of times a lot of people don't have somebody to listen to them yeah. and talk to. And yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm like a licensed therapist or anything, but you know, it's, it's nice to be able but to But you talk have to that someone, calming influence you know of. What I mean? And so, you know. um, and I, I definitely like to teach as far as like religion. Yes. I do like to teach. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I can stay on one subject for a long time, find more scripture, find more articles. Uh-huh. Like I found so, teacher, yeah, teacher so tendency. I definitely like to build foundation yes. mm-hmm. and stay on one thing until I feel like you got it, mm-hmm. and then we can move on. You and that I mean? is, I think, a very dis- distinctive uh, wiring of a discipler, like yeah. somebody who is able to disciple people. You know and what I'm saying? That is one of my strong redemptive gifts as well. Like every job I've ever been in, they put me in a position to train people, mm-hmm. and then to like, teach. my natural inclination is just to teach, to yeah. share information, to make sure people understand, to really like get into the details the details yeah yeah in any situation that she's been every situation i've ever put uh seen her in like even uh we met me and me and genevieve actually met the backstory of this is that we met back in detroit which really wasn't detroit it was southfield but it was at word of faith international christian center and we were going through the pistis um, school of ministry that they they hold there and it's a two-year process yeah but um I met her in that class. She was in my class. And um, the whole class kind of got really close and everything. I ended up having to leave because I actually got hit by a semi-truck. And that's a long story. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) a whole thing, a whole story took me down a whole different path. But um, I met Genevieve. And at the time that I met Genevieve, she was a big help to me because I was in the middle of moving. I had to get a new house, a new car. I was leaving a job that gave me all of those things. And I I was on a faith journey where I really had to just trust God. Um, in addition, I had an old hearing aid. And it wasn't a new hearing aid. It was almost 10 years old, that hearing aid. And um, so they did a lot. Uh, they wouldn't let you record the messages. They wouldn't let you record the classes. Uh, but they expected you to have really great notes. Um, Genevieve... God put it on my heart to ask Genevieve for help in that respect. And I said, Genevieve, you know, Jen, I I really, I didn't call her Jen then. I called her Genevieve then, but now she's Jen. But (laughs) um, I asked her, you know, like, okay, so what are you, um, 
I, I'm trying to figure out how to work this out. I'm not going to be able to take great, really great notes. Obviously, I need really great notes to pass the class, but I can't take notes and read lips at the same time. Can you help me? Genevieve was consistent and she took that job over so quick. And it was like she just had the anointing of ease to be able to do that. And it was just something that she was able to. So I was like, this woman, she a teacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she definitely, if she, she will be educating people. You know what I'm saying? She's not right. You know, she will be because that she's very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? And um, very capable of communicating those things that she's knowledgeable about and helping people. Uh, You're passionate about helping people get yes. what you got. Yeah, you know, I, I want I want people to always feel like they can succeed. Like there's so many. It's weird because I feel like I have a lot of redemptive gifts because administration is a part of that. And that's mm-hmm. how like that note taking and that being able uh-huh. to get it out on time. Yeah. Always have yeah. That, that's that's, that's a strong, exactly. That's strong. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. a very strong thing for me. And I, I tend to take leadership roles not because I want to because I don't want to be in the front. Mm-hmm. Please leave me in a servant role in the background. Yeah. But because I see the need and, and I step up to do it. But. Uh, my heart is always to make sure people have what they need, whether it be spiritual, whether it be um, educational, whether it be physical, like in everything. Yeah. I want people to be equipped to succeed. And if it means that they need to be trained and taught, then I want to make sure they have it. If it's that they need a leg up and they just need a place to, you know, to a home or money or food or whatever, I want to make sure they have that. If it's that they need to know that God loves them and who they are in Christ, yeah. I want to make sure they have everything in me is wired to make sure other people have what they need. Yeah. And see, this is what I love. All of my gifts are wired so that other people have what they need. Like, it's, I don't know. That's that's my heart. That's my passion. I love this about the body because (laughs) I didn't know that about you when I met you. Yeah. And I asked you for help in the class. You could have been like, girl, you need to pull your own self up by your bootstrap. You could have been like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's very common for people to be in competition in such a way that they're in such competition that they can't help you. You know what I'm saying? Um, But the body is meant for us to work that way. But it's funny how the Holy Spirit will lead you to the people that are designed, actually, to be able to help you. And for it to be a grace that they have that makes it simple and easy for them where it wouldn't have been simple and easy for you. But we're ne- we were never meant to do this on our own. We were yeah. never meant to do it by ourselves. And that's what I really, really, really love. I love it about the Holy Spirit that it, if, we, if you'll lean into him, yeah. what we don't know is that, <clears throat> especially administrative gifts have it real hard with this. When you're told to do something mm-hmm. by God, but you know what it's going to take to get that task done. And you tally it up and you say, I ain't got this. I ain't got that. This is not in place. All of that stuff, right? I can't do this. I can't do that. But God, who is the greatest administrator of all time, we don't realize. We think we got the administrative gift. We ain't got nearly squat compared to what he got, right? He is going to send you into a situation. And if he leads you there, the provision is going to be there. When I was sent into that situation, what I didn't know was that there was another girl in that class who had two houses. And two cars. And I allowed somebody else in that class to tell me, you can't be telling people what you need and you shouldn't be doing all of this stuff, whatever. And um, you don't, you never know who got your back and who don't got your back. I, I should have countered with, if God be for me, who can be against me? Mm-hmm. What can man say against me if God leads me to do something? You know and what I'm saying? The person who had those things also was this, uh, uh, the gift of giving. Yes. Period. Yes. Hands down. That woman had she would have gave it to me. She would have given me a whole house and a whole car. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but because I was not able to receive in that way, and I thought God had to meet my need in another way, I didn't have what I needed in that situation. You know what I'm saying? But I had everything I needed yeah. in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But God will lead you somewhere. But sometimes we make stuff harder than harder for ourselves than necessary but that's what he'll do he'll send you into a situation and everything that you said that you have need of to be successful in that situation it's already there but we don't want to connect we don't want to talk to other people in the body we are um, not vulnerable with our needs and what we need and all that different stuff whatever there is actually probably somebody right there I actually in that situation I didn't know where I was going to stay but um, when I had to be out of the place where uh, where I was staying at the same day that I had to be out, I, I told God, I said, Lord, I belong to you. If I'm on the street, everybody knows who I serve. It's going to be on you. They're going to be looking at you crazy, not me. <laughs> and when I tell you somebody beelined it to me, um, by the end of that service, somebody came to me and told me the room that I have, I think it's supposed to be yours. The Holy Spirit told me the room, the spare room that I have is yours. Had a place to stay that day. And I keep watching God work things out this way. And it's like, why do we doubt God? Mm -hmm. Why do we not believe him that it has nothing to like money is it's important and it has a flow to it and stuff, whatever. But he has a way of meeting our needs that we can't even fathom. We don't we have no because we don't know. Yeah. He's at the end of time and outside of time. He can see the beginning, the middle, and the end. He can see it all and all we can work off of is the past and the present. We that's all we know. But don't you think we would make different decisions if we knew that somebody gonna give us a card when we got where we were supposed to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> will we make a different decision? Out. Yeah. He got it all planned out. Yeah. You know, we don't we can just see it so far. Right. He got it all planned out, yeah. Exactly. If I knew somebody was gonna give me a whole wardrobe when I got to this place, then I wouldn't have talked myself out of going and doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I knew that God was gonna place a family in my life, you know what I'm saying, then I wouldn't have talked myself out of that situation. But oftentimes we think that the the needs being met have to preempt us being obedient to God. Yeah. And I think I think that's really interesting to me. Well, and I think that has a lot to do with church culture. Um, not in every church, but in a lot of churches. almost Acknowledging you have need. Uh-huh. Acknowledging that you have lack. Acknowledging that you have feelings or yeah. bondages uh-huh. in your life that are still being broken off of you. Being vulnerable in that place doesn't actually open you up to receiving help. It opens you up to criticism. So Ooh. now everybody's got a mask on trying to protect themselves and keep it in and speak only faith words because that's a bad confession. That's so true. And, and so you're bound in your own problems because we're not bearing one another's burdens because you can't bear another's burden until you know what it is. Yeah. And then on top of it, there's that fear of being wrong. Mm-hmm. So even if you hear from God, give that person $100. Yeah. What if they're offended? Go tell that person this, that, and the other. Well, what if I get it wrong? Yeah. There's that fear of messing up. Yeah. And, and the church has stopped being a safe place for people to learn and grow and be discipled mm-hmm. and practice the gifts that God has placed inside of them. And to say, hey, I have this need so that every need can be met. And it's become this place where everybody goes to put on a show and say, look at how great I am. And yeah. then go back home. And so I, I think that's a huge part of it. And then just pride. Yeah. Human nature is naturally very prideful. And until we lay ourselves down and truly humble ourselves to God and say, whatever it is that you want for me, whatever it is that you have for me, 
regardless of my own desires and my own understanding, that's what I want and that's what I accept. Yeah. We're not going to have what he has for us. Yeah. Because as long as we think we can do it in our own strength, he's going to let us try. It's like yeah. the parent whose kid is like, I'm going to do it myself and puts the shoes on the wrong feet and the pants on backwards and, you know, the underwear on the <laughs> head. Can't tie shoes. So. You know, whatever. They're going to let them exhaust themselves trying and then be like, okay, you ready for help? And God is the same way because we learn how to parent by his nature as a parent. And we mess it up a lot of times because mm-hmm. we only have partial understanding. But it's that same kind of mindset of, Oh, you got it yourself? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's just a coming to the end of ourselves and trusting in him more fully. Yeah. I think a lot of times. And then being open to receive from people. Because mm-hmm. we've been taught so much, your help is from God. And that's rely on people, which is absolutely true. I sh- mm-hmm. We shouldn't trust in people. We shouldn't trust in systems. But people are still how God uses like how God chooses to bless us. We are his hands and feet. He doesn't have a printing press in heaven where money will just rain down from mm-hmm. the sky when mm-hmm. we have a need. He's going to use people mm-hmm. to get that money to us or whatever the need may be. Exactly. That's so, so true. It's true. It's, it's, it's something that... Um, <clears throat> because we put so much value in self-sufficiency. Yes. You know, self-sufficiency. And society will teach you that you have to be... Um, self-sufficient but the the deeper you get into the body the deeper you get into the kingdom the deeper you get into kingdom principles the power is found in being god dependent the more dependent you are on god the more you're actually able to get done you know and we think we're about to do so much you might get something done you might actually get something done in your own power Mm -hmm. but is it anything compared to the the, what god could do like the 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 parable that i think we all know and love not the parable but the instance in the bible where Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fish. <clears throat> and even in that, we saw the disciples like, all right, let's go to the next town and get some food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a logical thing to do, right? Yeah. All the people here, they hungry. Well, the first thing was, let's send the people away. And Jesus was like, uh, nah. And then it was like, let's go. Uh, he, you know, he was like, no, you guys feed them. And they were like, Maybe so you know we ain't got no food or money right <laughs> like i think you know this already why are you telling us to do this right then there's okay all right we'll, we'll do it we're gonna go to the next town and get some food then right and jesus was like uh-uh no what you got right here you know what i'm saying yeah and we don't think about that you know what i'm saying we don't think that you know we we can take our little bit and literally just give it to god and watch him multiply it to be so much more than you ever would have even had on your own in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like for for that whole situation to end with 12 baskets of leftover food. And the scripture says that they ate until they were satisfied. Yeah. It was not rations. It wasn't rations. <laughs> they ate until they were satisfied. Like like um Priscilla Shire, she was talking about they ate. Until they had that satisfaction that you have after Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> after Sunday dinner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you all you can do is take a nap. Like that's pretty much all you can do. They reclined that type of satisfied. They reclined. <laughs> like and then we don't but we don't take that and break that down and really think, okay. That means that if I don't have a lot, God can still turn it into a lot. 
And even if I don't have anything, he still has provision for that too, somehow. You know what I'm saying? That we don't have to put him into a box, but... All right, I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> like, it's just something I really love breaking down. You know what I'm saying? And this is these are the things that I like to challenge people on in the church. I understand the givers. I understand the people who are financially savvy, okay? Wise, you know what I'm saying? But oftentimes, when you do have a lot of money, you get stuck in a box of money. And that is the only that's the only solution that you think will handle everything. But God really does have a way if you really walk in faith. And that's what the main thing that's my passion is that the body of Christ really learns, goes back to the basics of faith and learning how to walk with God. You know, I'm going to get this job, but I'm going to do it with God. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go live in this in this country, but I'm going to go do it with God and with God. All things are possible, right? If, you know, without God, you know, you're pretty limited, you know? So, yeah. That's my soapbox today. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'll jump in. I'm usually like that, though. When it's huh? like, I'm, I'm usually like that when it's like deep conversation. Yeah. I'm just always jump in. It's like double dutch. Y'all familiar with double dutch? Uh-huh. You got to find time. You just wait. You got to wait. You got to wait till the time for you to jump in. Yeah. No, you're always listening. And I love that about, you know, people who are capable of listening. Like even when you have plenty to be able to add to the situation, you still can listen and pull it out of the people. You know what I'm saying? Like that. If y'all wasn't listening, I probably wouldn't be talking as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, it kind of dries up when you recognize people really not listening. Like, hey, people ain't listening. You know, that's happening. And that's why it's hard for me to just do the podcast by myself because ain't nobody pulling it out of me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just being in a room in the it's corner in there. It's for you just to just turn it on. Yeah. Just now, just to get it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Started, to so. start there. Yeah. And, uh, to, to learn a structure that actually works. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out how to get my gift into a structure, if you will. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's going to be productive. Yeah. It's, it's hard when your gift flows in conversation because that's generally where my giftings flow. It doesn't really happen until the conversation starts. Yeah. Rarely and knowing until things get flowing and then it's like okay this is where we need to go with it yeah got it i've located you now this is what the lord has for you whatever whatever yeah 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 but until then you're just kind of like chirp 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 (laughs) 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 and i I think a lot of people's gifting flows in conversation because that's it's so natural that way you know you're not just coming out the blue shocking people but you have this conversation then all of a sudden the lord will speak something that really ministers to somebody heart Mm -hmm. somebody's heart and is so relevant for the situation and then it's like Oh, yeah. And and people are ready and open to receive in that moment. Yeah. So because that's how it's supposed to be in the body. Like the body supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to be relational because I don't know what you need until you tell me. And I don't know what you need until your spirit pulls it out of me. You know, that's why we're not supposed to forsake the fellowship of the believers, because you can we can you know, I can see you afar off at other times, whatever. But when we come together, you know what I'm saying? There's a pull that happens there. You know what I'm saying? There's a um, a synergy that happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, one need being supplied, somebody else pouring out, somebody else pouring in, all of these different things, and um, spirit pulling on spirit, like yeah, like you got what I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? Like the iron shopping, shopping yes, iron. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think um I think uh I think I think we're pretty good for the first, you know, mm-hmm. for the first episode. <laughs> I think that was a lot um, that we could, you know, we can continue talking for hours. We probably really could. Mm-hmm. But um, I do want to go ahead and conclude this. Uh, I want to see how it sounds. Um, I'm including you all in my little process here. I'm being very transparent. <laughs> I want to see how it sounds and I want to see um, what God does from here. So um, I'm going to say goodbye to you all. I hope that you heard some tidbits. I hope that our conversation helped you out a little bit. Um, it was fun for us to do. Like It was fun for us. And it, we talked almost a good hour before I even turned this thing on, didn't I? Mm-hmm. So, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> shoot. Like, I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go ahead and turn this phone on. Because y'all, y'all spent some good gems there. Like, you know. Um, but I'll have different topics and all that different stuff, whatever. And, um, my name is Olivia Yvonne on Facebook and that's O-L-Y-V-I-A Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E. You can find me at Olivia Yvonne on Facebook. If you have any topics that you think that we should elaborate on or talk about, you can also find me at Olivia Yvonne on Instagram as well. Um, uh, you can just inbox me. Uh, inbox me any topics that you think that uh, we should uh, elaborate on. There's so much we can talk about. There's so much that I'm constantly talking about with people that I never catch on the mic. But if you give me some requests and I can get that list going and we can just hash it on out. All right. So um, I don't have a title for this uh, for this podcast. Um, I want I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the apologetics of purity. I'm leaning towards that, but don't quote me on that yet. But <laughs> but anyway, um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got this far, um, and I hope that it was entertaining for you uh, and it did a little bit of uh, mental stimulation. And I hope to see you hear from you and uh, catch you next time. All right, blessings.